Welcome to the Inside Slant Podcast. Inside Slant Podcast. Brought to you by JayhawkSlant.com. Shay, where do you rank Bill Self's class? It's definitely one of the top 10 classes in the country. Bringing you all the latest info from the coaches, players, and recruits. Kirby, how big is this commitment? Well, he's the type of recruit that can change the whole class. For all of the latest KU news, analysis, and discussion, go online to JayhawkSlant.com. The online leader in recruiting and team coverage. Here's the staff from JayhawkSlant.com. Hey, everybody, this is Randy Withers. Welcome into another edition of the Inside Slant podcast from JayhawkSlant.com. We are back in the studio and we've got plenty of stuff to talk about with Jayhawk Nation. We're going to talk men's basketball. We're going to talk Kansas football. We're going to talk recruiting and really about anything else that the show takes us to today. We're going to hear from Lincoln Cure, the top recruit in the Sunflower State, about meeting with the coaches from the Kansas Jayhawks, Lance Leipold and his staff, putting in a ton of effort all, all over the country right now, but right here in our backyard, they're putting the press on Lincoln Cure. Before we get into that, though, let me go ahead and bring in my man on the men's basketball beat, my buddy Shea Wildebor. Shea, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, man. It's nice to look outside and see that the snow's melting. Hopefully we can get some sunshine, get get back to some normalcy a little bit, get these kids back in school on a regular basis, and kind uh, of just ride out the rest of this first part of the new year. Absolutely. And like you were saying before we got on here, there is... There's the matter of a, of a game on Sunday. Right. Oh, baby, I, I don't know if I can sleep, man. Six, just think about this. You know, I was thinking about this. Six straight AFC championships. It's unbelievable. Six. Unbelievable. And, you know, you think back, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, we there were a couple years, you know, the year that we ended up with the number one pick. We were... What we won two games, I think, the season prior. I mean, it's just yeah. it, to think you we went from that to this is just absolutely right. mind. I think about I think about Lynn Elliott. I think about the no punt game versus um, Indianapolis. You know, I think about Ugh. Denver coming in here when they went with Ger, when they went with Gerbach instead of Gannon. Um, mm-hmm. I think about Derek Thomas missing out on. I mean, just like I think about all those things, and and you know, it was different. When my dad and I watched Chiefs football to when Kemper and I watched it, it's just completely different. Oh, it is. It is a totally different experience. Let's, right. You know, we're talking football. Let's go ahead and bring in our man on the Kansas football beat, publisher of Jayhawk Slant, Mr. John Kirby. Kirby, I know you've got some things to say about this game. <laughs> well, hey, we'll, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what happens. But here's one thing I will say, and I've learned this from doing this for so long. There's one thing that the Chiefs have going for them, and that is – they have been there, and they have been in these games a lot more than Baltimore has. Yep. And mm-hmm. games like this are different. They feel different. It's just a different way about it. So th- that's really all I got about to say. Just remember I said that, and that uh, Baltimore, hey, if they can win it, it'd be the it'd be the probably the, the first time that they've actually come through in a game. That doesn't mean they can't win, but I'm just saying the pressure of these games is different. And, hey, I got to agree with my man, Shay. God, I love seeing some warmer weather, some rain right. starting to melt the snow. I am sick and tired of looking out 
seeing that snow. I just saw uh, this morning, they're saying next week, 50s and sunny. I'm like, dude, we're going to be Ooh. out in like tank tops and shorts. Right. <laughs> I, can get, I can finally get my lights down and my inflatables out of this icy snow, man. I need, I'm ready to get all this stuff away. Inflatables. For spring. Inflatables. You, oh, your Christmas inflatables are still yeah. in your yard? Oh, <laughs> dude, they, 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 listen, Randy, it's been, it's been icy. You know what? The thing you don't want to do is you don't want to get those things out and blow them up with the ice because they'll mm-hmm. get holes in them. So you have to wait until they're completely dry to get everything out. And my, my homeowners association has been great. Don't just don't turn them on. <laughs> don't do anything. Just, but yeah, but yeah, now, now I can get Kipper out there with that bum knee and get him some physical therapy. Well, no, good. It's, hey, it's I'm glad you're like, talking about. I'm glad you're talking about Christmas inflatables. I was a little worried there. Cur- <laughs> no, strictly, Christmas, strictly Christmas inflatables, fellas. I got to get them out. I got to get them up. Got to uh, get them out. Got to get look forward to spring. Man, it's and, uh, late January. I thought I, I didn't know what inflatables you're talking about because I'm thinking late no, January. Yeah, no, it, it's just been so icy and so snowy that you, we couldn't get them out. I mean, we couldn't dig up underneath all that ice and stuff. And you certainly, for what we spend on those things, you, you don't want to risk anything to to get a hole in them. Oh boy! Wow. Come on over, Randy. I got some work for you. <laughs> you know, Shay, this is just talking about the weather and everything. It's it's been kind of a you know we're talking about temperatures up and down. It's kind of been an up and down week, and really more of a down week for the Kansas men's basketball program. A loss at win at West Virginia, then a win over Cincinnati. You know, you go on the road, you lose a game that. You didn't want to lose, but you're all you were almost thinking, hey, the chances of that are high. Then you come home and win a game that even by winning it, it's kind of like, well, you were supposed to win that game. So you didn't really do anything that anyone thought you wouldn't. What do you make of the week, another week with another tough loss and then grinding out a win to to kind of get some of the bad taste out of their mouths? Yeah, you know, Randy, I, I generally it's become kind of this. uh uh, this tradition now at, at the University of Kansas where I kind of open up every press conference with the first question. Um, I don't know whether I like that or not, but that's kind of the way it is right now. And, you know, I asked Coach yesterday, I said, hey, you know, you, you drop some early games on the road. Is is the Iowa State game a must win? And he was he was very – listen, he Bill, Bill never changes. He's always the same, always kind, always courteous. I could, but I, could, I think that kind of rubbed him a little bit the wrong way in the fact that, hey, Kansas is coming off a big home win against, against um, Cincinnati – and the first question is about, you know, some road losses. I, I, you guys, I think this – I know we're going to get into this, you guys. I think that this conference is such a grind. You have to treat, you have to treat every win as well, as well as you do every loss. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. West Virginia, I'd, I'd have to go back, Randy. They were 6-11 coming into the league play, right? They hit 12 of 21 threes. Mm. At one point, Randy, in that game, they were a 9 of 11 from behind the arc. And here's the thing that people are just going to have to get used to. And, I, and I've seen this because I watched West Virginia play this year. And, and, and I knew it, but I didn't know it until I saw it. Teams play differently against Kansas. That's how it is. That's how it always oh, has yeah. been. That's how it's always going to be. You're going to get no every – I don't care if it's the worst team in the Big 12. Um, I don't care what the record is. I don't care what the attendance is. I don't care what the roster looks like. don't care what the coaching staff looks like. You're going to get Kansas. Kansas is going to get everybody's best effort. That was clearly the case against West Virginia. That was clearly the case against Central Florida, even though Kansas turned the ball over 18 times and was up by 16 points in the second half. Okay, that's the, that's that, or in the first half. That's the bottom line. Kansas is going to get everybody's best effort, and if they're a little bit off, if things are a little bit shaky, 
if they don't hit free, th- I mean, if something's off, th- th- that's what's going to happen this year. I mean, these, this is such a competitive league. It's almost, I watched K-State and Iowa State beat the hell out of each other the other night. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. dude, these, these, these cats can play. I mean, these guys can play. So it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, you look, you, they lost it. They lost it. Um, you know, they lost at West Virginia, come home and win at Cincinnati. Um, and people are like, eh, you know, you know, it's West Virginia. They were 6-11. and 11. West Virginia came to play. You know, I don't care what the record is. Whenever Kansas comes to town, that's what it's going to be like. And so you guys really – and Coach Shelf, somebody asked him a great question yesterday. They said, hey, Coach, what's, what, what, what's your – I can't exactly remember exactly the wording, but what, what's your philosophy this time of year? You know, what's your message to the guys? And, and, and Bill, matter of fact, he said, no days off. No days off. Because wherever mm-hmm. they go, someone's going to be ready for them. You know, the guys yesterday, the, I think the five starters um, the day before – uh, had film session while the guys who don't play very much practice. You know, those guys are playing 32, 33 minutes a game with no subs. I mean, they got really – I mean, you, obviously you've got some guys off the bench, but really the five guys are playing a majority of the minutes. So, I mean, this is a different – you know, they don't have the luxury of going eight, nine, ten deep. You know, they got to play with what they got. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a – people look at the West Virginia loss and it was frustrating and then they didn't – you know, they got up double digits against Cincinnati and had to fight it out. But I think anytime you win a game in this league – you should really get down on your knees and 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 save grace because it, this is a this is a damn tough league, man. I didn't realize it until I really looked at it, but this is a this is a gauntlet of a league. You know, I want to ask you every time you look at this schedule. You know, we talk about the gauntlet of this league. It seems like every time you look at the schedule, there is another big game coming up in the conference. How tough? You know, you kind of touched on it. You said it's a gauntlet, but. Is this the toughest that the Big 12 has ever been that you can remember? I can't remember a time it's tougher. Listen, and again, Coach Self said this yesterday, Randy. KU 16 and 3, and it's like the world is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I mean, but listen, that's how they listen. They've got Iowa State coming up right away. Okay. They come home, they play Oklahoma State, right? Then they play number, you know, top five Houston. Then they play Kansas State, and then Baylor. And then they go back to back at Texas Tech and at Oklahoma. I haven't seen anything like it. I mean, I don't want to hear anything about the ACC or anybody else. I mean, and then after that, Randy, they've got back to back home games against Texas and BYU. So the first thing they got to do is they got to go to Iowa State. I mean, and, and and that's a place. Let me tell you something a little bit. I, I, and we're going to get into this too. They're fifteen and four at home and twelve and zero at home. Fifteen and four overall and twelve and zero at home. So Kansas wow. is going to a place tomorrow where uh, to face a team that has not been beaten at home yet, and it's fifteen and four overall. It's it's brutal, man. It's brutal. It, 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 listen, you have you have to appreciate every win in this league. I don't care what the name on the front of the jersey says. I don't care what the record says because every team. And I've and, and, and after twenty one years, I should have known this, and I knew it, but didn't know it till really now that every team in this league puts everything they have into facing Kansas. I mean, it's just, at the end of the game, this team is just dead. T- I mean, they're just done. They're just done. I mean, even Coach Sol said it yesterday. We had guys on two days ago, our five guys, not practice. We did film study just to get them some extra rest. I mean, these guys are beat. We're six games in the conference schedule. So, yeah, it's a, it's just a grind, man. You got to find ways to get these guys rest. Um, You know, moving forward, you got to hope like guys like Marco and Tim Brown and, and Timberlake and can provide some relief off the bench. You got to hope that these guys don't get into foul trouble, you know, avoid injuries and all those things because, yeah, it, it, dude, it's a grind, man. It's it, I didn't realize it until really 
and, and obviously the conference is expanded, but yeah, it's it's a total grind, man. It's just it's it's a brutal, brutal. Whoever wins it this year, they're gonna deserve everything they get because they're gonna actually have. I mean, one the toughest conference in in college basketball, no doubt. It's a the big win in Ames on Saturday. What do you, as you look ahead to this matchup with Iowa State, what do you think? I mean, Randy, I mean, KU's going to have to play the best ball they played all season. I mean, that's just, you know, they, this is a, a, a Iowa State team, obviously, that have three guys averaging double figures. I um, mean, you know, they've got guys that can shoot the ball. And I believe their turnover margin is plus 7.4. So it's an extra 7.4 possessions um, per game. Um, you know, they don't lose at home. To me, to me, the thing is, Randy, you've got to avoid. You've got to avoid two things, really, maybe three. You you can't let Iowa State come out and just get hot from behind the arc. I mean, they got three three really good three guys that can really shoot it, and I mean shoot it. Um, you know, you got to be able to control the glass. And here's the funny thing about their leading rebounder is their point guard, who averages five point three rebounds a game. I mean, this is a guy that gets after mm-hmm. a six foot one point guard. Um, and mm-hmm. you got to avoid turnovers, man. If you go into Hilton Coliseum and you start turning the ball over and and, and, and that snowball starts coming down faster and faster and, and you can't recover, I mean, it could be a long game. So, it, I mean, this is going to be probably the KU's toughest test of the season, um, at least to date. I mean, they got guys that can shoot it. They're tough. Um, you know, TJ knows how to coach. And it's just – it's Randy, it's one of those places, Randy, where you hope things don't get out of control. Because they have the ability to, you know, and I'm not making any excuses, but this is a tired Kansas team. I think Coach Self said after the Cincinnati loss that Hunter and uh, and Kevin McCullough are dealing with some a little, you know, dings here and there. And, you know, the guys are tired and bodies are aching. But, that, I mean, that happens everywhere. So, yeah, they're just going to have to come out and be ready to play. But you got to rebound. you got to take care of the basketball. You can't give up a bunch of shots from behind. Look at West Virginia, 12 or 21, and that place was rocking. You know, you and and if you do get down early, you got to be able to weather that storm. You know, you got have guys like Kevin and 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 Hunter and um, Johnny Furphy, who's played extremely well lately. And you know, Dewan needs to be a factor. If he's going to give up a bunch of open looks when he's got a chance to score, I mean, that just that just hurts Kansas even more. So yeah, it's going to have to be a, a total team effort. And you know, guys off the bench need to need to step up. And it's it's going to be a big time challenge, no doubt. So. Before we before we end the basketball segment in today's podcast, Shay, what's the latest on recruiting? Is there anything that you're tracking right now, or or and maybe anything new coming from the recruiting trail from Bill Self and his yeah. staff? Randy, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. I don't even know how I'm gonna pronounce it, but there's a guy, a uh, guy from the NBA Academy Africa, um, Kaman, oh gosh, Kaman Maluch. Center seven foot two, two thirty five, who's looking to um, visit uh, early on in February. And there's another kid, uh, Joseph Sanon, who is from uh, Vermont Academy, uh, Saxons River, uh, Virginia, who Bill Self went out and looked at last week. Six five, one eighty, small forward, number eleven ranked player in the class, who is also in the process of setting up a visit. So those are two big things um, that KU is looking at right now. I know, uh, I know, uh, Joseph's talked about reclassifying. Don't know if that's going to happen right now, but. Really, they want to get start getting some of these guys in in February, like get them um, a chance to check out the field house and see what Kansas basketball is all about, and kind of maybe getting a leg up a little bit on some of these other schools. That's our man Shea Wildebor on the men's basketball beat. Shea, thanks for checking in with us today. Thanks, fellas. Have a good day, man. Rock. That's Shea Wildebor. Now we are going to shift gears. It's time to talk Kansas football with our man John Kirby. Kirby, we've had, gosh. 
seven to ten days that Lance Leipold's name has been thrown around for another job, for other jobs, really, actually, starting with Washington and then most recently with Michigan. Just, if you can, take us through all of that, what those completely different processes have been like and just what I know you hear a lot. What has your phone been like for the last seven to 10 days? Well, my phone's been blowing up just from people I've known over the years who are KU fans or friends of mine or guys I used to tailgate with and whatever. And, you know, it's just, you know, everybody wants, you know, Lance Leipold is the coach at KU. I mean, Kansas football is on a good trajectory and everybody wants him to be the coach and I expect him to be the coach. You know, Randy, the the thing is, the media can be fo- so funny with these names and coaching searches. When you look around, there's maybe a handful, probably less than 10, credible outlets or individuals who report on coaching searches. Okay, And Lance Leipold can't control what those people write. All right? So when... And and his name, listen, he's the one of the hottest coaches in the country, okay? So his name is a natural fit by any national writer or a, a place like a football scoop or somebody who focuses and, and makes a living on covering coaching searches. And, and trust me, at KU Football, I joke that w- with the coaching turnaround that KU has, I've gotten to know some of these people. I, have, I, mm-hmm. am, very, I am very familiar with how coaching searches work, okay? But I go back to this. It's like a snowball effect. It's like when everybody comes out with a list, you got to have Lance Leipold on it, right? Like, I mean, it's the thing to do. It's like we can't put our list out now without Lance Leipold or or the first two lists come out with his name and then the next five lists from other people have to have him on there. So it's like a snowball effect. And, you know, I've said this all along. And the one thing I've maintained is Lance Leipold and his family like Lawrence a lot. I've heard his wife Kelly likes it. I I, I know Landon, his son's going to be a senior next year. He'll be a key player on their football team. You know, he's starting to pick up some small school offers right now. I mean, you know, they're entrenched and, and you know, you, you do you sit there and you move your kid a senior year after he's come in and gotten to know established friends. There's a lot that goes on that a lot of people don't understand of just leaving. I, I think Lance Leipold is building something at KU that very few coaches in the history of KU's football have. I believe that when you look at it, he's got new facilities coming. They're doing a lot of things. They've supported him. And I've always said this, Randy, there's something you cannot put a price on. Okay. And that is your comfort with leadership. And Lance Leipold and Travis Goff and the Chancellor Doug Gerard, they all have a great relationship. Okay. They have a great working relationship. And that is something that as a head football coach, you never know what that's going to be at your next stop. So there's a lot of things that Lance Leipold has at KU that are in his favor. And and I, I've said this before. I believe if Lance Leipold really wanted to get in the Washington job, if he could have, if he wanted to go full bore into that, I think he could have had the Washington job. I don't think Lance Leipold wanted the Washington job. Okay, and you know, there's like an hour span in there. I think Football Scoop came out and reported Lance Leipold has become the center of the search for Washington. And then within an hour after that, Lance Leipold tweets. Can't wait for the kids to get back on campus tomorrow. Looking forward to the 2024 season. 
Okay. So, I mean, mm-hmm. an hour goes by before he's named the center of the search for Washington before he comes back and says, I'm looking forward to 2024. Here's the, the bottom line, Randy. I mean, Lance Leipold's name has been out there with national media on Texas A&M, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Michigan, Washington. Okay. He can't come out on every job. Every time his name is listed, he n- n- very few coaches ever do this. He can't come out and say, I'm not interested in that job. I'm not taking that job. You can't comment publicly on every job that's out there based on a report that may not even be true. I, you know, hey, I know there, one, yeah. can you say that just one more time? Because there are a lot of people on our message board, as you know, that get very frustrated that, you know, they're always like, Hey, he could, he could, he could squash this really easily with just another comment right now. Say what you just said again. Well, I'm just, yeah. I I mean, you know, I I don't know how to be more clear, but no coach whose name's thrown out can't keep come out. I've, I've heard this from several people behind the scenes in college football. You, you can't address every rumor. You just can't, you, you, you waste your time doing it. And it's just not feasible for these guys to do that every time their names are thrown out. So, I mean, you know, you can come out and say, I'm happy here. I want to end my career here. My family likes it here. You can say all those things, okay? But you can't. Every time you're asked or or, or something thrown about you, you can't do it. So I know there are some things, though, that that are important to them. I, I know NIL is very important because we are now in an age, Randy, you cannot win at this level without successful NIL. KU has got to keep bringing this in. I know you, this is a tough time. You've got a stadium being built. They're asking for money there. You've got suites that are being built and, and premium seating. They're asking for money there. They're asking people for NIL money. They're asking people to maintain their donations to the Williams Fund. I get it. it it's a it, it's a tough time. But And, and I've always said this. I can't donate. Okay, so it's easy for me to say with other people's money, but I'm telling you, NIL is where things are going, and it's how you keep players, and it's probably how they're going to get players in the future. So, um, you know, he's been busy. He's been working on the Kansas job. You know, he hasn't been doing interviews with other schools. He's been on the road. He stopped out in Arizona at Desert Edge. Then he flew down to Houston. Then he flew to Dallas. And he's also been looking for a corners coach. I think the I think that process is still in the somewhat beginning stages. I don't think they're in a rush to hire a corners coach. But bottom line is, all Lance Leipold's focus has been nothing but the KU job. You know, we're in that weird slow time, and I say slow time with everything that's happened, like you just talked about, the last seven to ten days with two different major coaching searches. But this is that slow time where recruiting doesn't seem like there's just not a ton going on with it, because even with National Signing Day next week and then spring football still over a month from starting, it's this is supposed to be a slower time. Maybe the better way to say it for most programs, this is kind of a slow time, even though KU has had some distractions lately. Well, yeah, and I don't know if I'd call them distractions. I think it's distractions, you know, on our message board, right? And 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 that's with, what I mean. Good. Yeah, point. W- w- with the KU fan base who follows KU football on an you know every hour, you know they're they're tuned in to things like coaching searches and things like that. But you know there are other people who, you know, are probably close to the program. They're just moving about their jobs, right? Their their mm-hmm. daily 
it's all 100% KU ahead. So, yeah, you know, you said it. It is pretty slow right now, and I think what you see is what you get right now with the high school class at KU. I think their focus as a staff is on 2025. Um, I expect the signing day next week maybe to be focused on some PWO guys, maybe talk about some portal guys. But I think the high school class as we see it, that was signed in December. And I've said this, Randy, Mm -hmm. the new signing day is mid-December. Okay, that is when 90 some odd percent of these guys sign. They want to get it done. They're over with it. So this late signing period, I've always said it's really anticlimactic. Um, You know, Lance was I I talked about this. He was out in Desert Edge. He went to Houston. He went to Dallas. And and I got to tell you, here's this is this is a big thing. There's a rule change that started this year, started in January. And I touched on this on the board. And this is a big deal. It's it's not been talked about a lot starting this January. Head coaches or our coaches can now go in a school and sit down and talk to a future prospect. Remember the old bump rule where the only mm-hmm. way you the yes. only way you could talk to a recruit is if you bumped into him and when you bumped into him you were just allowed to say hello, how are you doing? And you're supposed to move on. You, you know, coordinated meetings were not allowed in the past. Now they are. So now all of a sudden there's some work involved in spring. It used to just be an evaluation period in January where you could go out and you could watch a guy work out. You could talk to the coach. Well, now you can talk to the recruit. So that's really changed things. And I think that's why Lance Leipold was on the road all week. He's in stopping in schools. He's sitting down. He's talking to recruits. Um, so got some junior days. You had one already. I think you're going to see another junior day for the Houston basketball game. So, you know, they're using that time to bring in some guys and, and get them in face-to-face. And listen, I Randy, we've talked about this in the middle of December, but I was looking at this the other day. KU, in the last rating that I looked at, KU right now, in, when you look at star average, it's so hard to look at recruiting rankings now because we've got a high school ranking. We've got a transfer ranking, and then we have a cumulative ranking, which is everything combined. Well, KU doesn't have nearly as many commitments as some of these other players because they don't have as many spots to give. But if you look at the star rating, if you look at the average star ranking of what will be the new Big 12, you take out Texas, take out Oklahoma, bring in the new schools that are coming in with the current Big 12, KU right now is sitting fourth in the conference in their star rating. And I don't know and I'm talking about high school, but I don't know the last time I've been able to say that, and I go on record this, this may be the best high school class, high school players I've seen KU sign since I started doing this in 1999. So listen, it's recruiting has been good. High schools have been good. It's just kind of gone slow because all those guys have signed, and we probably won't talk about them a lot. Totally makes sense. You know, talking about recruiting in high school, guys. It's time to get into a little more depth with recruiting and, and more news. But with that, I'm going to welcome big-time guest that is joining us on the podcast today. Kirby's in the studio line with our man Lincoln Cure, the top prospect in the, K- in the state of Kansas right now, somebody that the Kansas staff has spent a lot of time and effort building a relationship with and making sure he knows everything about the Kansas football program. You know, I just wanted to start out and have you talk about the KU coaches, I know they came to school last week and just talk about what that was like and who'd you talk to? Uh, yeah, so 
Coach Bryans came in and then uh, Coach Zabrowski came in. And, you know, that was a really good conversation. My parents came in, you know, I got to know Coach Grimes a little bit. And that was, you know, it was a really good conversation. He had a presentation for me, you know, so that went really well. And then, you know, Coach Zabrowski is Coach Zabrowski. That's always, it's always fun to see him. You know, he's a really energetic guy and, you know, we have a really great relationship. So it was, it was really cool for them to come in. You know, that was probably your first time meeting Coach Grimes. Just what was your impressions of him, and what did he specifically talk to you about? Um, yeah, he was he was really fond of me, which is really cool. So, uh, yeah, I talked a lot about um, just you know what I think of KU, what uh, what I would want out of my football career in college and stuff like that. You know, he uh, he asked a lot of personal questions, and I, I really enjoyed that. You know, getting to really know each other really well. You know. Because we we've been texting a lot, but you know, a, a conversation in person is it's a lot better. So we uh we learned a lot about each other, and he uh he explained you know how he uses tight ends, and uh, he he had a percentage deal up there. It said in it you know it basically added up to one hundred percent of snaps tight ends are always in on his offense. So that was a that was really good for me to see. So I'll I'll always keep that in mind. But yeah, it was a really good conversation. You know, as you talk to the Kansas coaches and stay in touch with them, who are the coaches that are involved in the recruiting most with you? Um, Coach Grimes has really been uh, – me and him have really been texting a lot. Um, Coach Zabrowski occasionally. Um, but, yeah, I haven't had a, a crazy amount of contact after, you know, Coach K left. You know, they're kind of trying to figure things out. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been me and Coach Grimes mostly. All right, get us caught up. Um, who are some of the coaches and schools that have been out to see you recently? Um, so yeah, I had, uh, had Michigan, Oregon and K-State come to my game, um, on Thursday. And then, um, yeah, I got to think, uh, I think USC, KU came in this week and then, uh, Venables, Venables and OU came in. Um, that might be, I, I might be missing one, but yeah, off, off the top of my head, that's who came in. You know, it was funny when you and I were connecting tonight. I missed you the first time because you were on the phone with a coach from Alabama. So, I mean, I think that goes to show how many schools are, you know, recruiting you right now. Has anybody else told you they plan to come out in the upcoming week? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, next, next week should be pretty busy. I got some coaches coming to my game and then uh, a lot of them should be visiting me at school. So it should be a, should be a busy week, busy week. I'll have to talk to teachers and see what we're doing in classes that I'll miss. So I won't really enjoy that, but uh, yeah, it should be fun. And then do you have any specifics or any guys in particular you can mention that, you know, will be stopping at school or watching your game? Um, I think coach Klein will be in um, on Monday to talk with me. He was, he was going to come to my game on Friday, but I'm not going to be there. So and then um, Coach Byham from Stanford will be at my game on Tuesday. And then I think, yeah, Duke is coming in on Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, that's – oh, and then uh, Coach Lincoln Riley, he'll uh, – I think he'll be there Thursday, I believe. I'm not sure. And then I, I know you're busy with basketball and, and, and things like that, but do you have any plans to get out and see some schools on unofficial visits upcoming? Um, yeah, I, I wanted to schedule some stuff, but, uh, with basketball, you know, it happened to something basketball always happened to be scheduled on a, on a junior day. So, uh, unfortunately I won't be able to make it out to any of those, which, uh, which sucks, but, um, yeah, my seven on seven team, we, uh, we'll go to these tournaments and, uh, we'll, we'll tour colleges and stuff like that. So, uh, 
you know, that'll be kind of an opportunity to see some new stuff and hopefully I can just get something out of that. But uh, yeah, some, some colleges that I really wanted to make a visit to, I just won't unfortunately get to, but yeah, we'll have to set something up. Lincoln, I got to ask you, what's this been like? I mean, a, a kid from Goodland and I mean, these top coaches and representing some of the top programs are coming through. I, I'm sure that's got to be cool for you, but also a, a different experience for, for the community and the school around there to have everybody coming through. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an absolute dream come true, and I uh, I really appreciate everything that's done for me and this whole process. Yeah, uh, community members, you know, a lot of people I know, they get to meet a lot of new people that come in, and yeah, they just uh, they really appreciate it too, you know, because you don't really get to go through this ever. And uh, yeah, it's just been we we've all been really appreciative of it, and yeah, we've enjoyed the whole process. So uh, looking forward to you know the future and what else is going to happen. It should be a lot of fun. You know, as you start going through this and talking to coaches and start to get your list and your pros and your cons, what's important to you as you start looking at finding a school? What What are some of the key points you're looking for? Um, I really looking into academics. You know, uh, we really value that as a family here. So, um, and then you know, it's it's uh, got to the point where I really got to look at football and you know see what's best for me because uh, you know the ultimate goal is the NFL. So. Uh, that should be what I'm really looking for. So I'm looking for that. And then, um, and then, you know, just what's best for me, just, you know, like a, I, I really like a family too. I, I really want a good, good culture that I'd, you know, like to stay a part of, you know, cause I don't want to be a guy hopping in and out of the transfer portal. You know, I want, I want to go somewhere and I want to stay. So, uh, you know, that's, those are my plans. All right. You may not know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyways, just on the idea of the process of maybe, have you put a timetable in of like, Hey, at this point, I'd really like to get down to seven schools or five schools. Hey, do you have an idea of the process of the eliminating or narrowing down that you'd like to do? Uh, yeah, in my, in my head, I've kind of narrowed it down, but, uh, yeah, I just like to kind of keep it classy. So I'm not really sure if I'll ever post a top sure. 10 or anything that like I'll just, you know, individually let coaches know or something like that. But yeah, I mean, in my head, I've kind of narrowed it down. I've kind of, I haven't really put up a timeline yet because I, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little indecisive. So, uh, you know, I just kind of have to sit down and go over a lot of pros and cons and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it should be uh, should be a good future for me, I guess. <laughs> well, Lincoln, thank you very much for joining us, and I, and I appreciate your time. And you're always a great guy to have on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for calling. Kirby Lincoln Cure, that's an impressive kid right there to listen to. You can tell he's a guy that is going to have a lot of options when it comes time to finally make a decision. Yeah, he is. He's an impressive guy to talk to. I told him he should go into radio. Um, you know, he's got, (laughs) he's got a lot going on and, and, and he's going to be a tough get, but KU's put a lot of effort into local recruiting. They've put a lot of effort into him and they're they're not going to go down without a fight. I mean, obviously you heard him. They sent Grimes out and Zabrowski out to get with him and they wanted him to meet Jeff Grimes and, you know, Grimes went in and showed him some statistics in his time as a coach he is big on tight ends and I, somebody told me this other day grimes somebody did a stat on this behind the scenes with those crazy college football stats he's like top five in the nation in recent years of using tight ends in his formation so i mean oh. so you know oh. he's got a lot to sell to cure um one of the things i liked about lincoln cure and trust me i'm not i'm not saying this because I, I get it i'm on social media all the time 
But I liked how he said that he's not going to live everything out on social media. He's not going to come out and announce his top 10 or his whatever. He says he's going to work with the coaches on that. He's going to tell them where they stand instead of putting it on social media. I thought that was kind of refreshing, a little different to hear. So, And I also, and I've got to confirm this, I believe Lance Leipold is headed that way soon because he also gets a visit in the school. He gets one visit in a school during the early evaluation period. You know, we've, we have this late signing day next week. Like you said, you know, the, the early one has really become that's, that is signing day. And this one's just kind of a, almost an afterthought at this point. What can we expect? You know, was there anything going on with the transfer portal or, or maybe anything that a little below the radar that, that a lot of Kansas football fans maybe aren't aware of or haven't really paid that much attention to? Yeah. You know, um, you know, Randy, there's, I'll never shut down the portal, but it's getting to a time where I think the portal's about done. Now I did hear something the other day that I've never heard before. I heard KU's got some classes that are out there that are like what they call late start for, for whatever reason, if, if a kid was sick or a kid decides to transfer or whatever, they have some classes that if let's say they stumbled on a defensive end tomorrow. There are still some ways they could get guys in school. I, I don't know that anything's cooking on that. I'm not hearing anything right right now. But, I, you know, I, I think the staff, in terms of the portal, really closed out well. Listen, there was a time we were all sitting there in, like, mid to late December and saying, okay, this is starting to, you know, this is starting to have a little bit of a worry feel here because they've got maybe six to mm-hmm. eight spots to go and they're sitting there on three, but they ended up closing out well. They got Shane, Shane Baumgartner, the offensive lineman from Tiffin. He won the Remington as the best center in Division II. They they were looking for a center, and they got Javier Derrett from St. Thomas Aquinas who transferred from North Dakota State. You know, he tripped to Missouri and USC, so some good schools were on him there. And then they got Daryl Simmons late, uh, offensive lineman from Iowa State. He started 20-some games for Iowa State, so he's seen the Big 12, and and he knows what it's like to play in the Big 12 and go through a tough program like Matt Campbell has there. So I really think that you know the staff closed out well with six guys who are going to come in. I still think they will look for a defensive end or a linebacker. I, and if they don't, if something doesn't come up here real late, which I think the time's starting to fade away, then I think they go to the spring portal season and, and see what they can find. Talk about time fading away. Looks like it's faded away on another edition of the Inside Slant podcast. That is the final word from our man John Kirby, and that'll do it. You've heard from Shea Wildeboer with the latest on Kansas basketball, talking about an up-and-down week for Bill Self's program. Loss at West Virginia, win over Cincinnati, gearing up for Iowa State in Ames on Saturday. Talked with John Kirby about Kansas football. We talked about coaching searches and Lance Leipold, you know, the – what it's like to be a fan of maybe a program with a top five football coach in the country. That's what Kansas fans are learning about right now. We talked a little bit about that. We touched on recruiting. We heard from the top prospect in the state of Kansas, Lincoln Cure. You are primed and ready for a big weekend of sports action. Kansas basketball on Saturday, the AFC championship and for the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Enjoy it. Enjoy what is a mild warm-up in the middle of winter, and everything is going on right now. For my man Shay Wildeboer, for our man John Kirby, I'm Randy Withers. You've been listening to the Inside Slant Podcast from JayhawkSlant.com. We will talk with you again soon. 
This has been a podcast from JayhawkSlam.com.